What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and not long, not alongside me today are my co-hosts, Don and Will. It's just going to be me today on a solo interview episode, but I'm super excited about our guest. We have Rebecca DeWilt on the show today. She is the owner of Pin Bones Fish Market, which is a new business in Dundas, um, and she opened in September. So we're going to dive into all things seafood and Rebecca's story. So welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. How's the day been so far? It's been pretty good. Yeah. A little hectic, but all good. I know. We were talking about the, the life of uh, business owners before we started recording on how you have to adapt and persevere quite frequently. Yes. Yeah. You really have to, you know, learn on the go. Yeah. Which is a little bit new, but exciting. Yeah. Every day is an adventure. Totally. Do you, do you enjoy that? Yes. Yeah, I do for the most part. Some days a little less than others, but I'm still having a really good time. Yeah. I mean, you, you opened in September, so like at least five months. So you're still in the honeymoon maybe phases of, the, of all that stuff. Definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely still in the honeymoon phase. I'm still loving every minute of it, yeah. um, but it's a good time for the most part. Yeah. So I mean, it makes it easy. Totally. And, and we've been open for a year and a half now and we still love it every day. So that's, I think that's just going to continue on. I think if you're doing something you're passionate about, yeah, you know, I think so. Um, all right. So why don't we get started by diving into like, what got you into the world of like culinary and more specifically diving into like seafood? Uh, well, I started going, uh, out straight out of high school. I went to McMaster and I started studying history and realized quickly that that was not really what I wanted to do, uh, long-term. I didn't really want to be a librarian or anyone that really works on a computer. So I uh, quickly had to figure out what I wanted to do past that. And my mom actually recommended uh, going to cooking school as an option. And I didn't really think about it as a career so much, but it was something to do and something to go to school for. So I agreed and signed up at George Brown, went there for two years. And uh, 
straight out of school, I started working in seafood restaurants. I've always loved seafood. I grew up going out to the East Coast every summer. My family's all from Prince Edward Island on my mom's side. So I had a lot of experience just like eating fish right out of the ocean and having, you know, the best time going even to buy seafood just right off the docks. So when I got my first job in an oyster bar, I loved it. And after that, I just always kind of gravitated towards restaurants that focused on seafood. And then most recently, I was with the Ancaster Mill, and I had a wonderful time there. Uh, great experience working for the Pearl Group. And with COVID, I just didn't really want to go back into restaurants. So I came up with an idea, and my parents were very supportive. They thought, you know, that's something that Dundas really needs and what Hamilton really needs. So we kind of got moving and found a location and opened up Pinbones. Yeah, love it. Um, when did it become something where you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is what I want to do with my career. Like you mentioned, you kind of just went into it cause your mom suggested it and maybe it wasn't something you were super passionate about at the time. Was there a particular experience that you had that like really solidified that for you as like a career going forward? Um, well, as soon as I started actually cooking in a restaurant while I was still in school, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm learning a lot. Like it's a, it seems like a fun career. And then as soon as I started going to restaurants, I just fell in love with it. I loved the hustle of it. I loved the pace. I loved uh, the like team that you kind of form and the, the bonds that you form with other people because everybody's kind of in the same boat of uh, struggle. And uh, at the end, like the feeling that you get at the end of a very good service was kind of what I held on to for, you know, 10 plus years in cooking. So I just continued with it and I loved it. So I just continued to do it forever. Yeah. What, what do you think goes into like creating that, that good night of service? Uh, everybody on the team has to be in it a hundred percent. Everybody has to be loving what they're doing. And if they're not, they're able to hide it very, very well. Um, and it's just like the teamwork that goes into it. Um, cause as, if the one person's off, the whole team is not going to have a good night. So it was just, like everybody kind of coming together towards a common goal and then, you know, getting the feedback from the customers and the clients and having people tell you like, oh, that was one of the best meals I've ever had or I've had in a very long time. We all kind of just like waited for that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like it's a, you can definitely get this feeling of, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, being in the zone or the state of like flow almost when everyone's clicking like on all cylinders, like you can feel it in the air. You know, I, 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 we get that sometimes here at the, at the clinic when everyone's kind of in the space and we all have clients and we're all working kind of, even though we're working separately, like it's all that positive energy is kind of working together and you can feel this sense of like perfectness for a lack of better terms. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's kind of like a perfect dance you yeah. know, at the end when it all comes together and you didn't step on anyone's toes and no one got burned and no one got cut and no one had any, you know, major sendbacks or something happened that kind of threw everything off. It's just a really good feeling. Totally. With, with, uh, the seafood thing, what, like, I don't know if this is even a good question, but like, what drew you towards seafood? What do you like so much about seafood itself? Well, I have always liked a challenge and all fish presents a challenge. Um, there's hundreds of different kinds of seafood. Um, so everything either butchers different, it cooks different, has a different, uh, feel, taste, texture to it. So there's so many directions that you can go in as far as cooking seafood. And, uh, you don't have to just do the same thing every single time. 
Like even if you get, you know, the same piece of halibut every week, you can do a different cooking technique every week and have a completely different meal for like a year. Mm. So I think that that's a very fun and exciting thing that you can always do something different with seafood where a steak's kind of always a steak. And even if it's a phenomenal steak, it will still be one. Right, right. It will never not be the same kind of beef. Yeah. It almost seems like it gives you like more creativity or exploration with your with your meal. Yeah. You can try out all different, you know, uh, varieties of cooking, all different condiments, all different seasonings. You can go in any direction all over the world. Everybody eats seafood. So it's kind of a cool thing that you can kind of pull from any culture and find a really cool dish that everybody's going to love. Yeah. And I do want to touch more on on some of that, like the recipes and kind of the different ways you can explore it. Before we do that, though, you know, you mentioned being in the, the food industry, working at the restaurants, COVID hits, you decided, hey, I don't necessarily want to go back into the restaurant industry. I'm going to do my own thing. What, how did Pinbones become what it is right now? Like, what was the process of that? Take me through that. Um, well, after being in restaurants for a very long time, I like, I knew that I wanted to do seafood. I knew that trying to find seafood in Hamilton was a very difficult thing. So I thought, well, that'd be cool if I could do my own seafood market because that's what I want to buy. And then I was kind of rolling around the idea, like different ways to make that happen, uh, different names, which was honestly one of the harder parts of starting the business, like in general. Um, and then just, coming up with an entire business plan that was all encompassing, trying to figure out how I could actually make a living out of this, how I can, you know, support myself and grow in this business and expand eventually and kind of getting a whole firm plan together and then coming and trying to find a couple investors and, you know, doing, doing it pretty much all on my own, but it all kind of came together eventually. Yeah. It's always funny, like, you know, obviously as, as a business owner and, fairly new as well i feel like everyone always asks me that question like how did it all come to be and and you know it's like well we could really dive into like the craziness of it all because like you know even for us there was so many different things and i feel like my answer would be you know very very similar to yours in, in the sense of you know putting together the plan and all that and on verbally saying that it seems a little bit easy but i'm sure it was not easy no it was a lot of late nights a lot of uh trying to figure it out while also working you know trying to trying to form a solid plan that i can come at a bank with and say this is what i want to do and you are going to have to support this are you going to give me money yeah please (laughs) yeah please make this happen um okay let's i want to dive into a little bit of that though like let's start with the name then you said you know trying to come up with the name i would love to hear the reason behind the name um, I know there was a definition on your website of what like it was and what it meant, but I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah. So a pin bone is the, uh, it's the bones that run off the spine of a fish. Pretty much every fish has pin bones. Um, some are edible, some are not. So, uh, I, after, I don't know, it's probably months of just throwing ideas back and forth of different names. Some of them were very campy. Some of them were just lame. Some of them just didn't sound great when you actually wrote it down or tried to say it out loud Um, and I kept coming at my mom with these ideas because she is you know she's great she uh, worked in marketing for years with a big pharmaceutical company and she just kept saying like absolutely not that's not what you're gonna do that's not gonna look good on a logo that's not it 
that's not the one. And it was highly frustrating, but she, uh, she knows what she's doing. So eventually I just went back to all the culinary terms I could come up with because I started looking up just like different fishing terms and different, uh, like different seafoods that I could kind of like play off of. And I couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything. And then finally pin bones kind of came, came up and I thought, well, I'll just give it a go. I'll run it by her, see what she thinks. Yeah. And she was like, well, what is it? And I said, it's the bones of a fish. And she said, oh, oh, that's kind of niche. That's different. That's unique. And then uh, we kind of went from there with that. Started designing the logo. And I got my sister to actually design that one for me. And she did all the branding for me. So it's uh, been a whole family project. Yeah, that's cool that you got get to share that with like your family. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I was going to say is like I really enjoy, I really like the branding and the way that it looks. Um, and I think, you know, it's even just reading your website, like there's more to it than just like, okay, come to this place to, to get a fish. And you can tell that like right off the bat, like looking at your website and your Instagram. Um, so I think that that's, that's really cool. Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on is like, I know again, outside of just being a place where people can come in, get some good fish, like you have like a mission to like, ethically and sustainably source the foods that you're selling. And that's very important to, you know, your business and what you do. Can you touch on that as to why that's important to you? Yeah. I mean, the oceans aren't in great shape as it is. Um, and then there's, you know, all different videos that have come out in the past five or 10 years. Um, and people are very educated on what they're eating and they should be, and they want to be. So I think it's important that I have the answers for people when they ask me questions like, where was this farmed? Why is this better than other fish? Why, you know, if this is wild, is it a sustainably caught? Is it caught, you know, by dragging or is it caught as a bycatch or what is the bycatch rate? Like that kind of stuff is important to me. And I feel like it's important to a lot of other people, especially in Dundas, where we're just, you know, literally swimming with foodies. Like Mm -hmm. people just love great food. They love the culture around it. So I wanted to be able to be a, a really big part of that. Um, and being able to, you know, promote positive change within the food industry. Yeah. That's it. So like those words that you're using there, I have no idea what any of those things mean. I would never know. Yeah. It's just different fishing techniques yeah. and some are better than others. Yeah. Um, you know, not catching things that you don't want to be catching. Like with uh, tuna fishing, uh, I use specific canned tuna that is a wild caught that's traceable, that's sustainable. Um, and I know that they're, they have very little bycatch and they're not trying to catch dolphins by accident. They're not trying to drag the oceans and pull out things that they don't need to be because it's harmful. Yeah. And I think, and I, and I, I think that's great. And I think a lot more people are looking for options like that and, and want to support, not only support people that are going to be like selling ethically sourced foods. Right. But also like to consume it themselves. Like I know from, for myself, like, yeah, I would consider, wanting to go and purchase some some of fish from you, for example, because I know that I'm getting high quality fish as well as like an ethically sourced fish, which is which is great. Even though I don't know what any of those terms really are. It's like I trust you as the as the uh, let's say expert in that in that area to either one, educate me as to maybe why I'd want to buy this fish versus that, or um, just lead me in the right direction. So I think that that's definitely something that people are looking for more more frequently now. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are asking questions because they are very informed and they want to know, you know, what are the fish being fed that are farmed? Are they, you know, farmed like 
very close to the coast or are they farmed out in the ocean? Are they farmed in big pens that are full to the brim? Or do they have a lot of space to move? Are the animals being respected? And those things are important to me too because, you know, I would want to be able to feed this to my family and stand behind it and say this is something that's fantastic for you and it's also something that is going to be delicious. Take me through, excuse me, take me through your process of like getting the product that you're going to to sell to people that come through through your store like what does that look like um so i work really closely with a whole bunch of different suppliers um so i do get fish every day except uh, i can't get deliveries on sunday so for that reason i also close monday because i wouldn't sell anything that's old um and i order in very small quantities so that i can burn through what i have and then bring in new fresh product as opposed to getting a couple deliveries a week and then trying to make that work out. Um, And then I work really closely with them so that I know where the food's coming from. I know what days they receive it on from where it's coming from. Um, And then when I can get it, and it's going to be the freshest possible. Nice. And and this may be my ignorance in terms of like the fishing world, but like, you know, trying to get extremely fresh fish, like where where are most of this fish coming from? Um, so obviously we are pretty landlocked here, um, but I do try to source as much Canadian product as possible. I do also source things out of the States um, and then kind of all over the world, but I try to bring it in on days that I know that the suppliers are receiving it so that I'm getting it as fresh as possible. So most of the products that you're selling, like you're you're getting them within that day and you're selling them that day? Is that what it is? Yeah, that yeah. day or the following day. So my turnaround is usually about two and a half days that I carry a product for. And then past that, it gets turned into something else, whether that's fish cakes or soups or different sauces and stocks. Oh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so nothing gets wasted. Then what? So what is it like for... Take me through maybe the customer experience now, like as someone who's walking into your store, which I'm definitely going to have to make a trip. You're not too far from here. Um, and I, I haven't come into the store yet, but before I do that, lay it out for me. What should I expect as like a customer coming in the kind of the experience of it all? Uh, well, typically I'm always there, uh, somewhere I'm either in the front or, you know, in the kitchen actually cooking. Um, but when you come in, there's two pretty full seafood cases um, with always fresh product. There's always something new and different in the case um, because I do bring in fish so frequently. Um, I try to rotate it pretty seasonally. I try to bring in things that are exciting to me that, you know, you would get that are restaurant quality fish um, that you don't always see at other seafood markets. Um, and I try to bring in something that I'm going to be excited about. And I've been doing different marinades. I've been doing different sauces to go with things. Um, and it's been going pretty well. So there's always a big full case of seafood. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, you know, you, I was talking a little bit before we hit record. Like, obviously, you opened in September. Want ask, you know, how are things going? You, you mentioned it's been really busy, a lot busier than than you expected, which, again, as business owners, not only in general, but in a pandemic, like the fact that that's the case is amazing. Um, what has been some of the feedback on, on, um, you know, people's experience with you? Have, have you heard like what they enjoy, what they've liked about your, your products or even just some of the things that you guys put out? Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of very positive feedback. People are very excited about, you know, being able to find high quality fish in Hamilton or Dundas. Um, people have been very, very happy with their purchases. They always send photos of the things that they've made for dinner. And we love reposting that to Instagram because we love seeing what people make. 
because you can sell the same fish to 40 people and 40 people will have completely different meals. So I think that that's always really exciting. And, you know, when you get the positive feedback and the positive reinforcement from the community saying like, this was phenomenal and this is what we like, then it just encourages me to do more of what they're liking. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's cool that they, they send you photos of how they, uh, they make the fish yeah that's one of my favorite parts is seeing what people actually end up creating because it's exciting for everyone yeah and, and you mentioned instagram and one thing that i've uh you know i've appreciated just looking through your instagram page is like you know you guys you guys value using it as a tool to educate it seems like um just reading some of your posts like the fun little stuff that you put on there i think it was about I want to say it was about halibut and it being the holy fish or am i am i confusing oh yeah 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 and it was like you, you explained as to why it was the holy fish, which slipped in my mind, but I think it's because they only eat it on Sundays or something like that. Yes. Yeah. On uh, Fridays. Oh, sorry. Fridays. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I was, and then you have a couple other ones. Like I know there was one with a, with like a shrimp on there, like kind of explaining the shrimp itself. And I, I think that that's cool. Is that something you guys intentionally do? Like trying to educate people around like, Hey, this is this type of fish and why you'd use it this way. Or, Hey, maybe you didn't know this about the shrimp or whatever. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those pictures you're talking about were posted before we opened because we didn't actually have the product in the store, but we wanted to start getting people used to the kind of products we'd be selling. Um, But we still do use Instagram to kind of post recipes and post different things that people can do with the fish they buy from us. Um, And we're always excited when people, you know, want to learn more about it. Um, Okay, diving into like the creative aspect of cooking fish, what... uh, and again, this might be an unfair question, but what are some of like your favorite ways to, again, like cook a fish? I feel like it's such a silly question because like you're going to be like, well, what fish? And No, but, no, like, no. I think that, uh, well, my favorite thing is crispy skin on a fish. Um, okay. So I always, always try to do that. And right now I live in a very small condo, so it's uh, not always the best. Um, my smoke alarm tends to go off. But I think having crispy skin fish is always going to be my favorite, whether that's salmon, Arctic char, trout, uh, Chilean sea bass, whatever you can find, really. If there's a skin on it, I'll try to eat it. Um, So I think that's my favorite way. I also love barbecued fish. Just like I always put a few like smoker chips in a Mm -hmm. barbecue on a big green egg and then just try to cook it outside as often as I can. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I've never done I've never done fish on a barbecue. Never. So I'm. I'm uh, new to the fish scene, actually. Like, okay. I never really ate a lot of fish. My girlfriend has pushed more fish on me in the last, well, last couple of years now that we've been together. Um, and I really enjoy, I really enjoy fish now. Um, so I'm starting to, to dabble a little bit more. So part of the reason why I ask is like, you know, I'm sure I could be a little bit more creative or explore a little bit with how, uh, how I cook my fish. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm always curious. I'm curious to hear some of like the ways that you like to cook it or some of the ways that you've found people that, that you know, consume your products, like have enjoyed to, to cook it as well. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many beautiful recipes that people have posted that are things that I've done in restaurants over the years, like uh, olive oil poached halibut is something that I would never think to make at home, but I used to make that in restaurants all the time. Um, people are doing like salt crusts on whole fish. They're doing all sorts of really cool things that... I don't always imagine you'd do at home, but especially in a pandemic, you're not going out to the restaurants. So you're going to figure out how to make the things you love in your house. And uh, I think that that's very fun. Do you think like because you're offering, you know, a, a higher quality, you know, ethically sourced, you know, 
fish or, or seafood and people are seeking that out, that they're more likely to put <clears throat> put some put more of like an effort into creating a dish that you know would be different than me just cooking it on in the oven you know um for the most part yeah i mean it, they are like beautiful cuts of fish and different seafoods that aren't always uh the typical ones that you'd find so people are looking up really cool recipes they're trying to find some ex- you know the extra step that they can take to make a meal more fantastic than it's already been um and i mean using the high quality seafood will always elevate the dish a little bit <clears throat> but then finding really cool things that you can do with it is also a very fun thing that you can do with your whole family yeah th- and the reason why i ask is i know when i go let's say um to Cumbres and I buy like a nice steak. Like I want to make sure I'm executing on cooking yeah. that steak, you know, yeah. because you know you're buying a, a high quality, you know, piece of meat. And yeah, you want to respect it. You want to do right by yeah, it. Yeah, respect it. I think that's like that's actually like a great word um, to you. So I was wondering if that was a similar thing in the in the seafood world. Oh yeah, I definitely think it is. Um, and I mean, I try to keep my prices very competitive. I'm not trying to um, gouge anybody or, you know, turn anybody off of buying seafood. I want it to be approachable to everybody. Uh, you know, large families, I want it to be, anybody should be able to eat seafood. Um, but I think because it is the higher quality and there, it's more of an experience shopping with me that people are more excited to try to do exciting things with it. What, um, what from like the, the restaurant industry or your years kind of working, in that area has carried over to what you're doing now like do you feel like there's stuff that translate oh a lot of things have translated through um but definitely like food storage food safety um just product knowledge um knowing how to you know cook and work with different ingredients knowing how what pairs well with different things even like recommendations with wine i'm pretty good with oh nice um because i've kind of seen both sides of the restaurant industry i worked since I was very young in the front of house and then went to cooking school. Um, so I kind of am able to like give a whole rounded idea as to what you can do with a menu. And then, yeah, I think just being able to like make marinades and make different things has helped me tremendously. Yeah. I think that's cool. Like I, I, one thing that keeps coming to my mind is like an experience, right. And outside of just coming and buying, you know, a, a piece of, of seafood that's that's very good and high quality it's like i think people are always looking for an experience and so i think what you're saying there to me sounds like providing them with more of an experience like hey here's here's some ways that you can cook this and oh here's some sauces or pairings that you could have with it and here might this might be a good time in the season to to have this fish versus this fish and providing that for the people that come through your your door versus like you know me walking into a local grocery store going to the fish counter buying the piece of fish and then walking walking out and i think it seems like kind of the approach that you're taking and, and probably the setup that you have allows for a little bit more of an intimate kind of experience for for your customers yeah and that's something that i really enjoy is you know being able to guide people into making a very cool meal that maybe they've never made at home or maybe they've never even thought to make at home um even things like i've taught countless people how to shuck oysters Something that a lot of people, they'll go to a restaurant, order oysters and love them, but they'd never think to open it on their own. And it's such a cool party trick. And once you know how to open an oyster, you can open any oyster. So I love doing demos with that kind of thing so that you can learn how to do some, like a new skill. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. Um, transitioning like slightly away from the, the fish 
itself, like being a new business owner, what have, uh, what have you learned a little bit about yourself, um, during the last kind of five months that you've been open? Um, I've learned that I am not a general contractor for sure. Um, <laughs> the build out was a little more stressful. Uh, luckily my fiance is, uh, she's a, an engineer and she's in construction. So she was able to kind of take that over from me because I had no idea and I'm not an electrician, nor am I a plumber. Right. I will never moonlight as one again. Um, but other than that, uh, I've just learned a lot in terms of like bookkeeping and trying to, you know, keep better records of what I'm doing. And I do have a wonderful accountant that I work with, but she has told me that I need to do a little bit better, just oh, a little yeah. bit better. <laughs> Hey, as there's far as always handing in receipts when they need to be handed in. There's always things to improve on, right? Yes, exactly. So I'm learning a lot past cooking, which I knew that it would be a learning curve, um, but it was steep. Yeah. Do you, <clears throat> excuse me, do you enjoy that side of things? Like the business side of? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think that it's, uh, it's very challenging and it's exciting and fun. Um, I hate working on computers though. I can't sit at a desk. I'm I, I need to be moving at all times. So that's, I find it hard to like nail down a time to actually sit there and do what I need to do as far as like the paperwork side goes. But uh, it's been fun. It's been challenging, but you know, a new skill. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes, you know, even, even myself when, when I, when we decided to open our business here, it's like, you sometimes don't think about all that stuff that goes on, no. you know, and we're lucky here. You know, we have, I have two business partners, um, Don and Will and, we each kind of bring a different skill set to the table, which is, which makes it like kind of a good working relationship. Um, you know, so for example, I'm definitely not the contractor or the designer of any of this physical space at all. It's not my skill. Um, so I feel you on that one, yeah. but, um, there's a lot more to it than you think than just like, Oh, I'm just going to go and sell fish or, Oh, I'm just going to have people come into the store definitely. and it definitely hits you. Um, pretty hard and fast <laughs> yeah all of a sudden you're just buried in paperwork and kind of like oh my goodness what do I even where do I even start with this and you know years of cooking didn't prepare me for you know accounting yeah that's, yeah that's definitely not what my uh my skill set had or I didn't have the skill before anyways um I wouldn't even say I really had math before <laughs> but we're learning and it's going well so cool. um what uh you know, as you guys move forward into like the summer or anything, do you have any like, a, like you guys, do you guys do events? Do you go to markets? Like what is, what does that kind of look like in terms of like sp spreading the the word of the product or, or your business? So right now we're not doing anything of that nature. We don't really have plans to as of right now. Um, but hopefully moving into the future, once we get a little bit more staff in there, we can also do um, more catering events and different like oyster events and you know be able to kind of go in people's homes and you know prepare food for them like private chef type deal oh cool um, I think that that would be really cool to get into like the catering side of it um, and yeah catering with oysters would be a big one yeah and we have just started as of last week on Saturday and Sundays uh, doing shucked oyster platters for people because we weren't doing that before cool is that like I'm not obviously familiar with like the fish industry and like doing what you're doing, but is it common for common practice to do stuff like that, that you're talking about? Like or oyster it, shucking? Or? Yeah. And even just like, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, wanting to, to go into people's homes or catering like your fish product. Like, is that something that's like 
even maybe let's say in this area common or are you trying to kind of bring a new twist a new avenue into into the area for, for stuff like I'm that? I'm not sure if it's completely common for like a fishmonger to do that kind of thing but just from doing like years of restaurant um, and I've also done catering in the past um, I would like to do more of that because I think that that's fun you know doing private dinners for people and maybe one day if we can figure out how to reconfigure the space, having uh, cooking classes and doing different things in the back, I think that that would be really fun as well. Yeah, that was something that popped into my mind. Yeah, as well. cooking classes would be a really big thing that I would love to do. Mm -hmm. And right now, technically, I do have the space for it, but it's not in any sort of shape that we could uh, host people and do something really cool back there. Yeah, that's exciting that it's on your mind now. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I got a couple, uh, couple rapid fire questions for okay. you. What would be your favorite local coffee shop? Detour. Nice. Yeah, I really like Detour. What is your order at Detour? Uh, I just get a like a brewed coffee with milk and a chocolate croissant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. their croissants are killer. Yes, totally. Um, favorite, favorite local brewery? Shed. 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 Yeah. I like the vibe there. I've uh, I used to actually used to do catering and I've done a few events there as well. Um, yeah, I, the people like the servers there are lovely. The product knowledge is amazing. It's great beer. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their their ales there mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and we've been we've been meaning to set up a podcast with them because we can literally see them from our uh, from our yeah, our gym right space. There. Yeah, and their pizza too. Their the pizza is so good. Yes. Yes. I, and it's just a good vibe. Like, it's a great space. It's a, an amazing location. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's nice to be in there. Totally. Um, favorite local trail? Local trail. Um, I like going up behind the Ancaster Lions Club. Um, I think that they have some really great trails back there. Yeah, I have not yet been out that way. Actually, Dawn told me I've been doing a lot more trail running lately. Um, so I've been exploring some of the trails that I've never done and I haven't been out that way and it's been on my, my agenda to get out there. So it's beautiful back there. I grew up in Ancaster, so I grew up going out there all the time. And, uh, when I moved back from Toronto, I started going back out there again and I just remembered how nice it is. Yeah. So in the summertime, I like to spend a lot of time out there. Oh, it's so peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, favorite local restaurant. Oh, that's tough. Or I know it is very unfair. Um, Local restaurant. Okay. You, so you can do a couple if you want. Okay. So Bangkok spoon, definitely at the top of the list for Dundas. My goodness. Their barbecue beef salad with coconut sticky rice. Got to be one of my favorite meals. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, hmm, I really like Caro. Uh, I Someone really else like... just recently talked about Caro on our last podcast. Yeah. And they have two locations now. They're just killing it. Um, and then I've always liked bread bars pizza. So where's that bread bar? They've got, oh, I think they have oh. four locations now. They have one in Guelph. They have one on lock street is the original. They have one on James street as well. Um, and it's Pearl group, which is, uh, affiliated with the Ancaster mill or the same owners. So I, uh, was frequenting there when I was working with the Ancaster mill yes. and then Ancaster mills gotta be my top pick for fine dining. Okay. Um, yeah, now that, I, now that you say the name, Jess, uh, one of our physiotherapists here, she, was uh grab pizza from bread bar is that what you said yeah um and she was telling me how great it is so oh yeah yeah i'll stand behind that pizza <laughs> that is and you know what their whole menu is great but their pizza is fantastic um someone uh that you would recommend we we chat with on the podcast uh 
the guys from Han Masushi. So they're opening a location right near the PharmaSave in Dundas uh, in the next two months. They just got keys a week ago, and they do amazing sushi. Right now they're, they've been working out of uh, my store, and then they also sell in Crown Point Market, which is on Ottawa Street. Um, but they are two very, very talented chefs. Um, they used to work, I used to work for them at the Ancaster Mill. Um, and then, yeah, they're doing big things. It's going to be a full Japanese menu, but focusing mostly on sushi. And I'm so excited for them. Ooh, what did you say it was? Hanama Sushi. Hanama Sushi. Nice. And are do they make sushi with the fish that you... Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And they're so working they out of your to... space right now? Yep. They work in our kitchen on Friday and Saturday mornings. Uh, and then anytime you see sushi in the store, it was made fresh that morning using our beautiful fish and uh, their expertise with Japanese food. Yeah. Is there... Um, so I'm relatively new to, to Dundas. Like I've been here for like a year and a half since I since I moved to Hamilton to open the business. Is there really a sushi place like in Dundas specifically? Not currently. Yeah. No, they've got some really great fusion restaurants, um, but nothing that's like specific Japanese food. I think that that would crush. Yeah. Yeah. They used to have really wonderful uh, sushi coming out of the location I'm actually just in. Now, I think it was called Mimi's, um, done by this phenomenal sushi chef named simon who uh he still does sushi he just does more like private catering type things um so people have been kind of looking to fill that void since he left yeah that's exciting i'm pumped my girlfriend's gonna be happy she's been like we've been craving sushi like and we've had sushi we're still just on a sushi kick all it's like every week we're craving it oh it's such an easy food it's just so good i'm excited and then with some like really good fresh fish as well yeah, and these guys know what they're doing, so I'm very excited for their their new endeavor. Cool. Um, last question that we like to ask everyone is, what does uh, Move Local mean to you? Move Local means supporting local. It means, uh, you know, learning about all your neighbors. It means kind of gathering people who might not otherwise know each other and uh, be forming a community. Love it. Awesome. Rebecca, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on and taking the time out of your your hectic day today um, to, to sit down and chat. Uh, I'm excited to, to head over there and, and grab some fish from you sometime soon. I know, I know Don also um, did like a little social contract with you to, to get over there and get in the space and get some fish. And we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be doing that. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Last thing, where can people find you um, on Instagram or, or your website? So our Instagram is pinbonesfishmkt. Uh, and our website is pinbones.ca. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Thank you.